Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail and let's get real. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Today we are being joined by the one and only Tyler Spire. He owns an incredible planning floral and design company based in Santa Barbara, where I've never been and I'm dying to go. I am so excited to have him on the show today because as you will learn, Tyler is first of all, incredibly talented. Like if you are not following him on social media, you need to be, if for nothing else, I mean, he's adorable and fun to follow, but honestly, your work is phenomenal. So I love, love it. It's so, so, so fun to watch. But what I really love about his social media presence is how authentically he markets his business and his personal life. And so that's what we're going to be talking about before we dive into authentic social media marketing and how you can use it to grow your business. I want to hear a little bit, Tyler, about like your journey, how you got to this point in your career, how this became your business in the first place. I think it's really fun to hear people's journeys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, I had no intention of being a wedding planner, designer, and florist when I started out my career. The first wedding I ever did, uh, I was 18 years old and my friends were graduating college and I was just starting college and they were getting married and they had a thousand dollars and they had a potluck wedding on a church lawn in Glendora, California and uh, they asked me to do it. And I said, yes, I had like, you know, planned parties and done other things in the past, just at home or uh, for family. And we did their wedding and we took this tetherball like court thing and we turned it up and we made it into a tent of lights and we got like sheets from Ross and we covered couches and made it this whole like, and we did it for a thousand bucks and it was a dessert potluck wedding. Um, and at that wedding at the very end, two of the bridesmaids asked me, Hey, will you do our weddings? And so there I was 18 years old, just graduated high school and heading off to college and business was born. And that first year I did 14 weddings by word Mm -hmm. of mouth. And we were kind of known for being the, you know, guy that could do the low budget things. And it was perfect. Weddings paid for school. And I had no intention of doing it beyond school or beyond paying for school. And so once I'd paid off school, I was never going to do it again. I was going to be an accountant. And I did that for a while, um, but kept doing events on the side. And then I went into the nonprofit realm and did fundraising um, and nonprofits don't pay very well. So I had to do events on the side to support my growing family. And then several years ago, I made the decision to take a leap of faith and do this full time. And it was one of the best decisions of my entire life. And here we are incredible. I love this story. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I had no idea. And I, we're like new friends. So I really didn't know your, your backstory. And that's so, so, so like fun to hear that you were kind of an accidental entrepreneur. (laughs) It's also really interesting to hear that you were like the on a budget designer because you are no longer on a budget designer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we've, we've grown and changed a lot. And I mean, now, you know, I'm sitting here in my studio in downtown Santa Barbara and I have full-time people working for me and we do luxury events, especially here in California, but all over. And I've just been honored to, you know, work with different celebrity clientele and all these different things. And I just, again, started out doing this for the pay for school and never really saw it going anywhere. And it's amazing where it's gone. Gosh, how refreshing and like 
also just, I don't know, encouraging for everybody to hear. Maybe if somebody is out there and thinking like, am I stuck in this clientele forever? Clearly not. Cause you went from being budget to being like celebrity, beautiful, incredible events. So that's, that's so cool to hear. I love your story. Well, I would love to hear like, how did social media play a part in your marketing and like, how has it changed your business and how do you approach it? Because I feel like the way that you approach social media marketing is very different than the majority of people that we hear from in the like Instagram marketing, social media marketing realm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I find when I listen to most social media marketing podcast information, I end hearing whatever I've heard and I just feel so overwhelmed and I feel like I'm not doing enough and that my to-do list is now 10 times more. And quite honestly, I just never get to it because life is already busy and there's already so much going on. Um, And so for me, social media has played a huge role in growing my company and getting us to where we are now. And in fact, I'd say it's one of the main reasons we have transformed and worked through different markets to be in the luxury wedding planning market now. And I would say our strategy sort of lies in sort of three key things per se. Uh, One is being unabashedly authentic and not being afraid to just show up as I am, as my company is, and as we are. And I think that being willing to do that on social media actually made me show up more in my own business. Because when I first quit my full-time job, I I wasn't showing my face on Instagram. Stories were brand new um, at the time. And I was, you know, kind of getting used to it. And I didn't like the way my voice sounded recorded, which, you know, news alert, none of us do. And none of us ever will. So that's no longer an excuse. And um, I didn't like the way that I looked on camera. I felt like I looked goofy or just whatever. And all of that was me. And then that was only me. Other people weren't thinking that. And if they were, they're not my audience, you know, so whatever. And I started showing up on social media and showing my face and showing my family and being authentic. And what was amazing is that's when we started to grow. And that's when there was this shift in my business where instead of clients calling me in an inquiry call and saying, tell me why you're good. It was oh my goodness, we want to work with you. And how are your kids doing? We saw that you were just doing this. And this sort of like the bridge or those, those awkward first moments of you know, inquiry calls started to just go right into actual conversation because they felt like they knew me. And then number two, in addition to being authentic, it's also being very curated and knowing you know, what is appropriate to share, what is not appropriate to share. Uh, in my own workshops, my own things, I often say like, how would you dress to show up to meet with a client? Well, then how are you dressed on your social media? Who are you talking to? Because if you're going to show up to your client wearing your pajamas, like that's not a luxury planner. There may be a market for that, but that's not the market that I want right now. And so how am I dressing? How am I carrying myself? What's behind me? Is it something that one of my luxury clients wants to see? Or is it my super dirty house? And just knowing that and having that balance, you can still be authentic, but also be put together and presentable because I'll be honest right now, my kitchen is a mess at home right now and kids are running around and there's probably some dirty diapers and like someone's probably crying and I have three little kids and my wife and I, our life, our, our home life is different than my business life. 
but I can be authentic in both and show up in both. And then thirdly is just consistency. And I think that's what's preached across all social media, like people that teach social media. I don't know what word I'm looking for here, um, but the just experts. being the experts, <laughs> whatever that means. And just being consistent. And with that, being realistic. Like if what you can do is post one reel a month, then that's what you should do, but just do it. Because when we set ourselves goals that are way too high or way too complicated, you know, our first priority always needs to be the business itself, not social media. Social media is a marketing tool. And so um, if our social media strategy is taking away from our personal lives, from business, then like we're not seeing what it's there for and we're not using it correctly. Oh my gosh. that there, I have so much to unpack here because I have like, <laughs> as you were talking, I'm like, just really vigorously nodding my head. If you guys could see me, that's what Tyler is watching is I'm like, yes, because I like every point that you made, I have a follow-up too. Okay. One showing up authentically and showing up as yourself and getting over the whole, not liking the way your voice sounds, not liking the way you look, because if you are not nodding your head during that, I don't know what kind of confidence pill you're taking, but I need it. Like, I think even me as a podcaster, I don't enjoy listening back to the podcast. Like I don't enjoy getting on, you know, stories and watching it back to caption it. It's a little cringy for me, but you got to get over it. And I love that you said that we've, I've, we've been talking about that a lot on the podcast lately. We just did an episode with Joe Johnson who talks about confidence. And I did an episode about brand photography and how people buy from people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just such a huge factor in that first thing that you talked about, about setting yourself up for success in your business and people wanting to support you and talk about your kids and talk about your life and the things that they're viewing. So my follow-up question to this is what would you say to somebody who's like, I'm just having a really hard time getting over that insecurity that like people are watching me and I feel like maybe they're judging me. Hmm. That's a big one. And you know, I still have days where I feel that those exact same feelings. And I think that, you know, shame or all the other little gremlins kind of creep in and make you feel less than, make you feel uh, silly about the way you're presenting, whatever it is, it's, it's awful. And, um, but what I would say is just like most other things in life, I think it just takes practice. You know, I, when I used, first showed up for stories, I remember recording myself and I'd be like, hey guys, ah, and then I need to start over. And I'd like delete that video and I'd try again. Hey guys, I'm here at a wedding and ah, and then I, you know, there'd be a noise in the background or something, or I wouldn't like the way my voice sounded, whatever. And it took a few tries. And now I have been consistently talking and showing up in social media for years. And so I can pick up my phone and record. I could record a 30 minute soundbite in one take. And that's because I've been doing it every single day for years. In terms of feeling confident though, I mean that, you know, practice helps boost confidence. But in terms of just feeling confident in who you are and doing it, here's the deal. If you can show up and talk to a client face to face, you can show up and talk to them through a camera. And I think that was a huge shift for me because I felt so silly talking on camera or talking to my phone, but I'm really good at talking to my clients and we're sitting over a cup of coffee. I don't sit for an hour with the clients and not know what to say. I know how to lead my meetings and what to do. And so carrying that tone and those words, and then even the way you carry your body 
into the way you, uh, you present yourself on social media, I think is really important. Oh, I love that. That is just two really tangible tips that people can like start putting into action right now, which I love, like get to practicing and then just make that mental shift. So good. Okay. The second thing you talked about is, okay, this is something I've been noticing a lot lately and I'm not trying to throw shade and I'm not trying to be judgmental because I am definitely not trying to judge anybody, but that, that line between personal authentic and professional is mm-hmm. just getting blurred so often yeah. now. And I'm seeing so many people almost, again, I'm really not trying to be judgmental here, but there's like that overshare yeah. or that 100%. like extreme version of authenticity. I've seen it with people selling, you know, whatever. I, I saw it with someone who wrote a book and then was got on their lo- Instagram live and was like, if you're here, you should be buying my book because you said you'd support me and you're not upholding this side of is actually like a big influencer. It's not somebody that I know personally, but you know, all that to say, like, there's like this extreme version of authenticity where I've noticed this trend of professionals getting on, getting on the internet and saying things like, I need you to buy my things for me to survive. And then almost every time you see them, it's almost, it almost becomes draining for the person who's mm-hmm. watching because they just see this like sadness and nobody wants to have their business portrayed that way. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, like what your thoughts are on that? Like, what is that line and how do you find it? Because I really liked the example you gave of like, you wouldn't show up in your pajamas. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't get on a zoom call with hopefully you wouldn't get in a zoom call with like chaos all around you. You'd want to present yourself professionally, but still authentically. And like, you gave great examples already, but I'm just curious, like your opinion on what we're seeing right now, like on yeah. social media. I, I agree. I think that there is a really fine line between being authentic and showing up and not pretending everything's perfect. I think that's the key. I think, you know, especially in the early days of social media, I think we're all, I think what I'm seeing right now is a rebellion against everyone pretending to be perfect and feeling, I mean, even I sometimes I'm scrolling through social media and start feeling inadequate or feeling like, wow, that person's doing all this stuff and I'm not getting to do that. And I'm sure people look at mine and feel that way. Yeah. And we have to remember, first of all, that social media is a highlight reel Yes. and that it's only showing the highlights and not the hard stuff. And then I think what we're seeing now is just this movement of people trying to say, hey, it's not all perfect. Let's show that it's not perfect. But there's a way to show that things are hard or that things are difficult without oversharing. And and the analogy I like to use is from my favorite author, Brene Brown. Um, She is just one of my favorite humans. And if she ever plans a party, I want to be her event planner. Brene, if you ever hear this, I'm here for you, girl. Um, But can I get an invite? Can I get an invite to that party? Okay, you're invited. You You can come. But she uses the analogy of, you know, with trust that every person is like a jar. And every time they do something that is honest, trustworthy, and true, they get a marble. And you put a marble in the jar. And slowly but surely, you end up filling a jar with marbles for people. So my people in my life that have a full jar of marbles, my wife, my really close friends. And those are the people that I'm going to use the example of not being able to work at all last year. Those are the people where I could sit down and be like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't had clients for this many months. Everyone's freaking out. And I can have my vent sessions, my really real raw time with those people. And because they have a full jar of marbles, they're okay. They, they, they over time have proved 
that they can hear that from me and still love me and support me. My social media following, maybe just have one or two marbles. And that's not a bad thing. It's just a very clear mental boundary of these people I don't know super well. And there are some people that follow me on social media that sure, we have more conversations and we've gotten to know each other, things like that. But when I'm sharing something on social, I'm sharing it with people who I've not built a ton of trust yet. And so it's still authentic to say, and I've said before, you know, things are really hard right now. And it's been a lot. And I'm saying that because I want you to know that not everything's perfect. So I'd appreciate your thoughts and prayers for my family right now. And I can, that's all I need to say. You know, if, and I like to think about it. If I was walking around the mall, what am I going to yell out to everybody there? Because that's kind of like what you're doing on social media. Are you going to turn around and say, oh my gosh, everything's going wrong. And this person's dying. And this person's doing that. And I need you to support me. And everything's plummeting. I could, but that's not how I want to portray my business. But if someone at the mall were to come up to me and be like, how are things going? I could say, you know, it's been a really rough year. Like we've had to work harder than we've ever worked before. And I am really proud of the hard work that we have done. I'm saying the same thing. That is an authentic representation of myself, but I'm choosing how to carry myself in front of that audience because of how I want my business portrayed because social media is for marketing my business. My social media is not for cute pictures of my kids. It's for marketing my business so that I can support my family and be present for them. Okay. I just need to like take this recording and send it to <laughs> like everybody who I'm seeing on social going that extreme screaming through the mall that everything is burning kind of vibe because it is, it's, it's really important. And I think that it's something that can just be taken like so far to the extreme. And then you end up alienating people and you end up kind of having the reverse effect that you want. And I do think that it's important to be authentic and transparent. And like, I am, if you follow me on Instagram, people know, like, I'm pretty honest. Like when things are not going well on some level, I'm usually like, Hey guys, like you're not alone. If you're struggling, we're all struggling together, but like, let's like do this, this, and this. And you really do want to, I mean, it's not like a toxic positivity that I try to put on it. It's just like, I know that this is at the end of the day, my business, and I need to be able to tell the people who are investing their time and resources and like mental space on me that like, we're, we're okay. Like we're going to be okay in this space. Like it's okay to continue to know that my business is still going to be here, you know? Mm -hmm. So I love that. And that's, I think that's just uh, that is one thing I really wanted to talk about when I invited you on, because I've heard you kind of talk about that line between professional and being put together and like how you represent yourself and your business online while still being authentic. And I think you do such a great job of it. Okay. And then the third thing that you shared was consistency. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about this actually, because I feel like there's been a little bit of a, I don't, I don't know. I feel like internally for me, I've been debating myself on consistency and like what that means to me. And I love that you shared, like, if you can only do a story once a month, do that story once a month, but have you personally seen like success with finding some kind of like concrete consistency in your business? So I, I think that's like a, there's a twofold answer to that question. I think the first is that for me in my business, things get really crazy as most of you business owners know, and I'm always dealing with something and working with someone and doing something. And so consistency provides a framework for me, just a benchmark to know, am I doing my job? Are we getting things done? 
And um, so consistency to me doesn't necessarily mean posting every day. It means having a plan of when I am going to. And consistency for me also means taking time, like at the beginning of each month or whenever it's appropriate to plan out what we are going to show and put out there, like with any other marketing strategy you would have. If you were placing an ad in a magazine or an audio ad on a podcast or whatever it is, you wouldn't just wing it. Like you would go in and you would intentionally think about what do I need to say? What information does this need to have? And you would like any good marketer with a good marketing strategy, you would think about what you want to do and then you would do it. And I think social media is a marketing tool. Now it's not just that for everybody. You know, my wife has one that's her personal and it has our family and our kids. That is not a marketing tool. That is social. That is for friends. But for my business, it's a marketing tool. And so having that plan gives me freedom. You know, I like to say my plan, my consistency is often during wedding season, like I'm going to use stories, for example. On Monday, I'm going to talk about my family. On Tuesday, I'm going to talk about maybe a client meeting or something like that. Wednesday, I'm going to say, hey, this weekend, we have a really cool wedding. Here's a sneak peek at the mood board. Thursday, the flowers arrive. Friday, setup. Saturday's the wedding. Sunday is something about, whoa, yesterday was amazing and I'm going to rest a little bit. Monday's about my family. Tuesday's back to a client meeting and we've, we're back in sort of a rhythm here. And now I'm my own boss. I can change that schedule whenever I want to. But the, having that consistency gives me the freedom to then be creative within it um, and have fun there. The other thing I want to say is this past year was the craziest wedding season I have ever done. And we did 52 events in a very short amount of time. And we do planning design florals for all of them. And it was basically two and a half years worth of work just kind of thrown into this crazy season. And I'll be the first to say, I did not consistently post. I did not post reels. I tried to get on my stories, but most days was like, I am too busy and nothing crashed and burned. My business is stronger than it has ever been. I am excited for where we're going. We killed all of our financial goals last year and social media wasn't the thing that did it. Me and my team worked hard and that's what did it. And so, um, and that was really liberating for me because, you know, for so many years, I, I had never been that busy before and we had been able to do all of our social media things. And I remember a team meeting where I literally told my team, like, I just don't even post a TikTok or anything right now. Like we don't have time. We need to just all focus on what's in front of us, the business itself, not just the marketing tool. Oh, I love that. And I really, I love that. I feel like something that I'm hearing a lot of in that past segment was just kind of like the freedom that comes from all of this and like the mentality that you're carrying really allows you to have freedom. So even though you're planning and I, I also can we get a shout out for the analogies that you use? I feel like this whole episode has been like incredible analogies on your part. <laughs> I'm here for it. Really, really a big fan. Um, but yeah, the, the analogy of, you know, just like you would plan for anything else, the way that you would plan for if you were running an ad or putting it out in a magazine or whatever. I mean, I think that people shy away from pre-planning because they think that it's restrictive or they think that it mm -hmm. kind of cages them. But really what's happening is you're creating more freedom for flexibility within that. And you're not stressing. You're not worried about what you're going to be posting next. And you're not, uh, for me, at least like if I don't plan ahead, 
I have things on top of like promotions on top of promotions, and then they get mixed up and then I lose people in the shuffle. Um, so it's really important that you plan ahead in that respect. But I love, I love everything that you shared about that and, and just kind of the freedom that comes along with it and the freedom to change your mind, because we, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like that's why we're all doing this, right. Is so that we can have the freedom to run our businesses, to do the best things for our families and for our homes and all the things. So I love hearing that. Okay. This has all been incredible. I like literally, I think we could talk about this probably for a really long time, but I'm going to wrap us up by asking you our signature question. What is your unpopular opinion about authentic social media marketing? I would say my unpopular opinion on authentic marketing and social media, it depends what circle you're looking at, because for some people, you're just going to nod and agree. But I would say you absolutely need to be on TikTok and you need to be on TikTok right now, posting videos on TikTok. That does not mean you need to be dancing. It does not mean you need to be like going off brand, but uh, TikTok and Reels um, video is where it's at. And um, I think that there's a lot of businesses or a lot of business owners that I've talked to that have just said, you know, I don't have time for TikTok. I don't have time for this. Well, guess what? We're heading that way. And with everything we've talked about, like, you know, if you don't have time to learn it, if you don't have things like carve out intentional time to plan and learn and do and start small, like you don't have to do a TikTok every day to be successful. But I will say, that out of all of our social platforms, you know, Pinterest performs at number one, TikTok is at number two, and Instagram has moved down to number three in terms of generating referrals, click-throughs to my website, all the different things, the metrics that I use to track what's working and what's not. And TikTok's doing really well for us right now. And so uh, you need to be on it. And if, if, you do, if you take anything away from this, is go get your username on TikTok and upload your photo and just save the profile. Because guess what? By the end of, as you make your new year's resolutions, your business goals for 2022, TikTok should be a part of that in some way, shape or form. Oh, I love that. I was like, not ready for this unpopular opinion. And actually you're lighting a fire under me. I need to go get my booty on TikTok. I'm on there. I kind of use it, but I definitely don't Uh, prioritize it. I definitely prioritize Instagram. And I agree that I'm hearing from so many people in our industry that like, no matter what you do within the creative realm and no matter how you're showing up on there, TikTok puts you in front of the people that you need to get put in front of, which Instagram isn't quite doing right now, unless you're utilizing reels. So that that's encouraging, I think. And also challenging personally. Yes. Yeah. So the good news is you can really carry content between reels and TikTok. There's lots of ways to do that and ways not to do that. But, um, the good thing is that video in general is just such a strong, you know, uh, marketing tool right now. And people are so drawn to it. Um, and so I, again, like streamline your systems. We take our videos at events that we use for our stories, which then turns into a TikTok, which then turns into a reel. And we're able to kind of have that system in place. So we're not triple doing the work. So, oh, I love that. That is such a great tip too, on top of everything else. Well, I cannot thank you enough. Okay. How can people connect with you? Give us all the deets. I mean, we will link everything in our show notes as usual, but I love it. Well, I would say that our, my handle is Tyler Spire 
on Instagram and on TikTok and on Pinterest. Um, but, uh, you know, Instagram is really fun with stories and everything. And we kind of share what's going on behind the scenes and kind of do a nice current uh, look at our business. And then TikTok's fun if you just want a little laugh or you want to see kind of behind the scenes on florals and kind of more uh, progressions through the year and things like that. So would love to connect with you on those social channels. That is awesome. I love watching your like transformation videos from taking a space to from like bare bones to like when it's completely decked out. So oh, much fun thanks. to follow you. Um, but thank, <laughs> thank you so you. much for being here, Tyler. Yeah, it was a pleasure. You have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to so here's the thing podcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.